What's up? It's Dregs One. This is the History of the Bay podcast. Sponsored by Amoeba Music in San Francisco. We got D.L. on the boards, King Said behind the camera, Skino in the cut. Shout out to the other producer, Whitney Chanel. And today we have a very special guest, one of the architects of this Bay Area, San Francisco sound. Someone I look up to, someone who's been a part of some of my favorite records growing up, the legendary TC. What's up, baby? What's up, man? It's all good. Thanks for coming through today, bro. Oh, man, I had to. Yeah, right on, man. I had to have you here, man. man you, I appreciate it. Important it. part of the history. It, Let's tell the real story. So let's right? get to it. Let's get straight <laughs> into it, man. So, San Francisco, Hunter's Point. Mm-hmm. How was that growing up? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm from Bayview. I'm a little bit downhill. Bayview, okay, okay. I was in the Gotta house. Gotta get that correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the house. I wasn't up on the block and all that other shit. That's all so, good. Yeah, a little bit different. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was um in a musical family. Okay, so just just basically picked up from there. Just getting to um, all the instruments and boards and. Old school PV amps, and you know what I'm saying? That's where I came up at in the house like that. Um, some of the homies stayed up on the hill. Get with them every now and then, but um, Chill Black from Lay Black, he stayed right around the corner from me, so me and him used to hook up a lot. Just do stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just basically, neighborhood wasn't even that serious for me. I wasn't out there selling dope. It wasn't a hard life. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I was good. You know what I'm saying? What What was your bus line on the Muni? 54. Okay. okay. 54, school, yeah, 54. yeah. Started going to Wilson 29. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I was Pelton, you know, just 54. What was up to 44? Take your, yeah. Just 15. Yeah, yeah Everybody yeah. rode to 15. Yeah. Shit. Where'd you go to high school? Wilson. Okay. Yeah, okay. Wilson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Play ball, man. We was athletes. I wasn't this big back then. <laughs> But you pretty much got straight into the music through your family, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Pops and the Matter Band. They was in big bands and just, you know, just just basic stuff. Cousins. Yeah. Reggae. My brother and them was in the band with Pop, my stepfather. So it was just it was just always music, man. Always. How, did, did, did growing up in San Francisco influence you in any way in terms of your artistry? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, just... Just the atmosphere, man. Just all the different groups and yeah. history. All the people that came through from like the Whispers to Sly Stone and all the different groups that just came from the area. All the little local bands and stuff. You know, Grady Wilkins, R.I.P. was one of my mentors from the Whispers. He was a band director for the Whispers. Good friend of mine. But um, like I say, just all that old school stuff, man. Yeah. All that old school stuff. So from the jump, was that like what you wanted to make your career? Um, started off DJing for, you know, me and Fly Marv. Used to cut school, go to the house. I had a little turntables, full track, drum machine, you know. Yeah. Just making music, man. Just Courtney Holiday, um, my boy Mike Holland, a couple other cats, D Ski D, and just all these cats that went to Wilson with me. Mm-hmm. We used to leave school, man, just go to the house and make music. So by that time, was it like the whole kind of hip-hop phenomenon of Beat Street and breakdancing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had um, we had competition in the neighborhood. Like, we when I grew up, it was like the battle of the bands. Mm-hmm. It was like bands like Grand Theft and all these different cats that was in these different bands. So that, that we grew up with that. And from there went the solar system. We was all young, partying at the solar system. And that's when I first seen ATC come around. They had the song, This Beat Is Deaf. They were signed to Malico Records and all that stuff back then. So we were like, okay. But we was already doing it. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know it could go further and further and further. So that's when we started taking it serious, man. Like I said, me and Fly Mar, a couple of other cats, man, just started really, really making records. Yeah. It sounded like records, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, and then the boys out of Sunnydale got it popping, the Miller and all, you know, Jerry Jack and all, they got it popping. So we was just like, okay, yeah, 
right, let's make some records. You know what I'm saying? For real. Right, right, right. So it's coming together like mm-hmm. organically. Right, right. And so I'm, I'm saying things that might be a little out of order because, you know, I drank a lot, whatever I used to. But <laughs> the stories are kind of around each other. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not in a particular order. But yeah, man, just, just Budweiser and Meller and all this different stuff was going on in the neighborhood. And me and Fly Mar like, oh, shit, sound way better than that. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just quality-wise and just what we was doing. Them cats was just lining up the turntables and doing their thing. And it was beautiful. It was good. It was neighborhood. It was popping. You know what I'm saying? So that's where we kind of like started getting serious, getting mixing board four-track recorders and all kind of different stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fly Mart, a lot of people so far on, on these interviews have shouted out Fly Mart. Man, come on, man. And uh, how, how important was he to, to San Francisco hip-hop? In Fly Mart was probably one of the first real MCs mm. that I've ever met. A guy that can really rap. Like, yeah. Put a song together, chorus, hook, melodies, and just different stuff. So he's a pioneer for real, man. He put it down for a lot of cats. He never really got on like he was supposed to, due to whatever reasons, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Fly, fly. we we did some things, man, early. Went on the road with this pop group or some shit, some chick, these dudes he knew had. They toured us around for a second. That shit didn't work out. He went out, went out there with them dudes to Miami, and he won a rap contest at Luke's Club. Mm. And Luke was ready to sign the dude, man. And then the dudes he was with, Fly kind of fronted on Luke a little bit. I was mad at him about that. Like He fronted on Luke like, oh, nah, I already got a deal set up with these dudes. But on that same trip, these dudes come up missing. Mm. And Fly got left out there all by himself. He had to call home, get him back home, all kind of shit, man. <laughs> just, just, just madness, man, back in the day. But just little stuff like that. But Fly, man, talent-wise, MC, M. Supermax, um, my other mentor, Bruce Cozy, Comfort Cozy, my brother, Willie Argo. It was called the IPMCs. Um, just, 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 just coming up through it, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, it sounds coming like up through it. everybody was kind of just trying to figure it out. Trying to, yeah. yeah. Trying to, yeah, definitely. Who, who were like the early influences just in terms of like hip hop from other regions? Or even the West Coast, or even the other way. regions. Um, who did I used to listen to a lot? Um, just back in the day, just the basics: Curtis Blow, Ellie Mayo, Ice T. Really, Ice T coming up out the West. Um, Too Short. Mm-hmm. You know that dude been rapping forever. <laughs> Too Short. Um, who else we had? Man, it's just it just had some cats like. Mix a lot came a little bit later. These are just cats like the at the time, like I could touch them though. They wasn't untouchable. You know what I'm saying? You can actually get to these guys and meet them and do different things, man. So yeah, basically them dudes though. Yeah. And then it just listening to that and experimenting with everybody, did you start kind of figuring out your blueprint for production and making beats? Me, man, I just did my own thing. I never really paid attention to what nobody else was doing. That's right. I just did my own thing. I um, got my full track, like I said, my two turntables. We had one of them little um, the little keyboard, like they had on Hustle and Flow, <laughs> the little couple of seconds sample of time. Yeah, we yeah. worked the shit out of that. Got my 505, eventually turned into 808. You know what I'm saying? Just just growing with it, learning how to track and all that old type of stuff and learning all the tricks of the trade and then learning your own tricks and doing your own thing, making it even better. You know what I'm saying? That's what we was, man. That's how we, we rocked with it. I mean, it's impressive because now it's, it's I don't, don't want to say it's easy to be a hip-hop producer and to make beats, but like in the time frame you're talking about, Basically, like I said, you got to figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. you kind of got to learn as you go and create something. Oh, man, you, gotta use, you had to use your mind, man. Yeah. Got to use your mind. Back then, it was like, all right, we got four tracks here. How are we going to make this into a 12 track? Yeah. Because I need 12. All right, let's do this. Uh, uh, do that. Okay, collapse them. Oh, okay, you can do that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That type of thing. 
And just just for my own Frisco curiosity, I gotta ask you this: mm-hmm. Did you get your equipment from World of Stereo? Nah. Okay. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you know what I'm nah, talking about, right? A lot of people nah. shout out World of nah. Stereo, man. Oh, shit, man. My shit fell off the truck all the time. Hey, all right. Even better. <laughs> I like that. My shit came off the truck, man. Even we was, better. Uh, my cats was Vikings, man, and motherfucking savages. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All my guys, man. They was... Uh, they would look out, man. Anytime a piece of equipment, anything come through, they tell you, you need this? Yeah. Oh, what's that? Yeah, right now. You know what I'm saying? That type of thing. But that's that's hip-hop. It's uh, yeah, by any time. means necessary. To this day, shit still fall off the truck. Yeah, yeah I ain't mad at it. <laughs> I'm all for it. Right. <laughs> Liberate some equipment. Come on, man. Um, what, what Was there a certain turning point where you really decided to, like, really take this thing serious? Well, one day I was drinking, right? Um, and the dude had an opportunity. Who came with him? I think Courtney Holiday. You know Courtney Singer? Mm-mm. Oh, man, bad dude. He do a lot of work with Yeski and uh, okay. a couple other people. Bad, bad, man. Me and Court went to high school together. Just hung out with him. Nothing part of mine. Um, Courtney um, introduced me to this guy named Nate. Nate Banks, Bankroll Studio. And dude was like, yeah, I want to run, get a studio, blah, 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 blah. He didn't know nobody, wouldn't know nothing else. So we um he got the building, started buying the equipment from Guitar Center, I guess. I don't know where he was getting it from. Nate had a nice little job. And, man, we just um started going from there, man. And <laughs> uh, just the funny part about it is, we got the studio popping by going to barber shops and hair shops, mm. passing out the flyers and stuff. Mm. Chick named Rochelle hit his back from one of the beauty salons. She was talking about she was a rapper. She got a hook up with this person, that person. She came through, and um, she brought Mike Washington and them down. Started working with Tolians. That's how Ed, Mac, and Trees and. A couple other people that ended up being totally insane started coming to me. But yeah, man, that's just 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 grinding it out, man. And um that dude Nate, man, he 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 got it going for us. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's so fly what we had Nate. a place to fly. No, Nate. no, not no, fly okay, Nate. Okay, nah, it's okay. another cat. He don't do music or nothing. Okay. He just was a financial guy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got the studio equipment, got the building, man. Shit, and that's how he found Huey MC and all that. So it was through the barbershops and flyers, and we was doing all that. Huey MC caught a flyer from somewhere. Started yeah. coming through. That's interesting because that's that's definitely like its own hustle is having a studio. And it's interesting that you were kind of doing that, I don't want to say out the trunk, but that, you know, that ground level hustling exactly. to even get the word out that there's a spot... If you're, if you're into rapping, you can come get some professional sound Definitely. in San Francisco. How about if professionals, we can do it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. We was grinding, man. Yeah. Was, it was cool, though. It was fun. How much was your hourly rate back then? Back then, it was probably about 25 an hour. Okay. Yeah. Taxing a little bit. Wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't bad. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was about 25 Um and just just good facility though. Yeah, yeah. Nice lounge areas. You get sleepy, you can go upstairs, go to sleep. It was a cool spot. You know what was I'm saying? that there on Holloway? Yeah, right, right there on Holloway. Was was that also at some point did that turn into Sucker Free Studios or is that No, too? that was Sucker Free Records. That was Sucker Free yeah. Records. Bankroll Studio, Sucker Free Records. Got you, got you, got mm-hmm. you, got you. So you mentioned uh totally insane just a minute ago. Mm-hmm. But before I even get into all these different artists that you work with. So, and just because I don't want to miss anything. Mm-hmm. Off the top of your head, bro, what, what is your discography? All, just see how many of them you can name. <laughs> Bruh. I want to put you to the test. I want to see how many you can just rattle off in just a quick man. minute, man. Hold on, hold on, let me see. <laughs> yeah, take your time, because that's, a, that's mm. a big question. Mm. Okay, let's go. Um... You talking about the ones that just came out with cassettes and CDs, or are you just talking about period? 
Let's say, let's go period. Let's, let's, I, I don't want to leave anybody out. Okay. Um, we can start with the ones that was actually out on wax, though, if that's easy. Okay, let's do this. Um, Claytus the Greatest, CTG, um, Budweiser DeRace, um, UEMC, COD, um, Kugnut IMP, Rock Shell. Um, Cat Zero Lark, he's Palo Alto. Um, and then it went totally insane. And then it went at Twan 800 MCI. Um, hmm, let me think, let me think. Twan 800 MCI. Uh, used to work with the dude Gentry Reed for a minute. He never released nothing with us, but they went on to get signed with Atlantic, did a song with Biggie and them. Um, Shit, man. Fly more. Herb Young. Um, who else? ADR. ADR LeVay. Um, Polynesian Posse. This is all early stuff, man. Real early. Um, ooh, man. All right. Then we went to the Tony Insane. Cool Nut. I said that already. Um, Totally insane, cool nut. Um, of course, you know M Five, RBL, Andre Nicotina, Dre Dog, um, Herm Lewis, Tilo, Primo. Um, shit, who else am I forgetting? Did you say Cold World Hustlers? Cold yeah. World Hustlers, you know, Cold World Hustlers, Eleven Five, UDI. That was a whole kilo cramp camp. Um, I worked with the guys, uh, 5150. Worked with them dudes. I had to work with Killer Tay and them. They had a home. Um, I forgot the name of that goddamn group he was in. They was up from Fresno. Um, Shit, who else, man? <laughs> was that, was that Doja? Weren't they called Doja? Was that? Nah, it wasn't Doja. Okay. It was, um, it was some letters. I forgot what it was for, but um, the dude Zach won. Um, nah, nah, it is Latin Hayward. Um, shit, Jago. So vicious, Ariana. Um, was that AWOL? Nah, it was before all that. I forgot the name of the damn group. I can't think of it. Uh, but they was out of Fresno. A full five of them. Um, who else, man? Shit. It's <laughs> a lot I'm leaving out right now. Can't think all the way, but. That's an impressive. Mm-hmm. Fote. Yeah. You know, shit, you know, Tretch. Um, shit, Donye. He ain't from the Bay. Um, somebody gonna kill me for forgetting. Her. <laughs> That's why I'm like doing this. Uh, <laughs> they gonna kill me for forgetting them, man. Oh shit! Who else? Who else? I had my niece and them the Bay misses. That stuff never came out, but uh, my boy Cozy, uh, Baby Mac. Old Val T for real though. <laughs> just you know, just cats, man. Just a bunch of cats. So basically, uh damn near everybody. I'm forgetting a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Right did now. you say Shit. did you say Big Mac? Big Mac see, there you go. Okay. Big Mac. Let me see if I could fill in some of the Help me out. Uh, Shit. Uh, did you say Selsky? Did you do stuff? Selsky. Okay. Yeah. Ballhead Rick. You yeah. LV. The whole yeah, all Lakeview, the Groundhogs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. JT, the big fig. Fig, I did something with the few things with the fig. San um, Quinn. Quinn. Yeah. Yep, Quinn. Seth to get the whole get low. Yeah, you know, whole get low. Mm-hmm. Me, D low and uh Telly Mac. Mm-hmm. Um shit. Who else, man? Maybe you feel more. Yeah, I just go through the turf. Patrell Hill. I had a uh, shit. What was my guy named Patrell? I forgot his name. God damn it. T House. T House the Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was one of them. But uh, Ray Sean, Twan, my boy Mars, the head coach, his crew. Um, 
Man, this is so much shit. Yeah, I know there's, there's going to be somebody just screaming at their yeah, YouTube yeah. right now. It's all respect. That's a lot. I mean, Come can on, we just man. give it up real quick? That's a that's I quite a catalog, y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. That's appreciate quite y'all. a catalog, and it's still growing. So now let's 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 get back to the start. Look, look, Mac Dre. Mac, there you go. Sugar you free. Dre? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably gonna be more that's gonna keep coming uh, up as uh-huh. we do this. Exactly. But so did you? What? So was was Coognut before Totally Insane in terms of who you were working with? Coognut and Totally Insane was at the same time. Same time. Mm-hmm. Okay. We was all at Bank Row together. All right. Because from from just people on the podcast and just conversation in general. A lot of times people say Coognet was the first Frisco rapper they ever really heard getting out there. I mean, I know there were other cats rhyming, uh-huh. but in terms of... Uh, Having that, a record. Yeah, those IMP tapes. Mm-hmm. So how did you get introduced to, to Coognet and IMP? Well, Coognet, I'm heard it was a studio in Lakeview. Mm-hmm. Selsky came first, and I guess he told Coognet about it. They came down, and they got cool with the dude Nate, man, and they did the little deal to make the... Um, I'm the Imp Dogs cassette or whatever the EP, so they did that man and um, Selsky man Selsky headed all that. Mm-hmm. Selsky put <laughs> Selsky was bringing everybody to the lab man. He was bringing Lakeview cats man from all over man like shit. But Selsky was already recording with you know two short producers and shit back in the day. Selsky was hmm. a young dude man, fourteen years old, fifteen years old at the time. Yeah. Um, what was your impression of Kugnet when he first met him? Um, this was after he was famous when I met him. Okay. So he was already on because of Scandalous. So, I mean, just basically we was cool. Yeah. We, 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 we had drinking in common. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we meeting over old English or whatever. What you got? Nigga, what you got? You know what I'm saying? That's the conversation. I played the Merciless beat. He, okay. And he played him some other beats. He's like, all right, all right. And he just started jumping on shit. So on that first IMP album, the back in the days, uh, you produced, did you produce, you produced Merciless? Merciless. Was there any others? What was on the first one? Merciless. Um, I got to see the playlist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know Merciless for sure. Um... What he had on that first album? Now, yeah, I got to see the playlist. Were you doing scratches and stuff? Too? Nah, nah. Okay. We would bring other people, and I had DJ Switch and them come in. And ADR Levey used to DJ. Okay. So I would have him come in for that. That's uh, uh, he from the Mission, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. I would have them guys. What was on that album? Merciless. Back in the day, Back Scandalous, Break 'em All, something. Uh, domestic violence, the Ogo, Frisco, yeah, Frisco, right? Mm-hmm. Hillary. I did Hillary. Uh, going out like a dream. Bang, bang. I did bang, bang. Don't try to play me. I helped out with Don't Try to Play Me. Okay. Uh, bitch made, ain't right. Uh, nigga Ray. Yeah. The ones I named, this the ones I helped out with. Uh, and you, weren't you doing like some vocals on there too? Like some backup? Skits or something like uh, that, too? They would use me from time to time. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but they did. And then right around that time, you mentioned was also totally insane. Uh-huh. Um, it's my group. That's ba- So you're basically a member yeah. of Totally Insane. Uh-huh. How did how did all that come together? Man, them dudes just started coming down. It was, uh, Mike Washington brought them through, through the girl, Rochelle, the chick Rochelle, after we did the record for her. Um, Mike brought him through. That nigga dropped off a stack of cash like that. I'm like, y'all go make some records. It was Ad, Treese, and this cat named Zero Lark. So they kept coming to the studio, kept coming. We making stuff, making stuff, making stuff. And then Matt got out of jail. Tan got out of jail. He started coming with Ad. The group started to really form and like was really making some good songs. I was like, okay, I see. Now this boy dope. Um... Dude, Zero Lark made a few mistakes. Mike got mad at him, kicked him out the group. And um, the chick trees kind of like, just kind of fizzled out. Mm. Once she kind of played out the way, it was just Ad Mac. So we put an album together under Mike Washington. Dope as fuck. Never came out. Mike was murdered. I moved the studio from the Lakeview to the house. And we came up with the uh, direct from that Street album. Right after that, Manny the Black, 
We had a financer. Many of Black started putting up the money for everything. Drop that OG classic, man. That OG buddy classic after that. So basically, all, all those cuts you started working on when y'all first met, you're making the beats from scratch. Man, just looping shit. Looping shit. Mm -hmm. They're writing. That's where the family, being in music and all that stuff comes yeah. from. Me knowing all this different kind of music, all funk and yeah. so kind of little different records or whatever. That's where all that came from. Right. Just digging through the crazy, stealing all moms and them records, bringing them down there, digging through, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, just all the basic... Hip hop shit. I was doing all that shit. <laughs> and there's that um, that Isley Brothers in between the she sample on there, right? That she sampled before Biggie, correct? Right. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And that, that sample also popped up on Dre Dogs. Dre Dogs too. Yeah. Was that your beat? I helped him out with that. So you just said, "Fuck it, we gonna yeah, flip we just it flipped it again." I think we <laughs> we more played it. I think on okay. Dre Dogs. Okay. I think. okay. 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 So by I mean by then we're talking already. IMP back in the days, uh, totally insane, direct from the Backstreets. Mm -hmm. These are like classic albums. I don't mind you, UMC. Okay, we had that too. You're, so at that time, I'm killing them. Yeah, you can't yeah. tell me shit. Right. No, that's, that's what I was getting at. I mean, you couldn't tell me shit. I have three out the gate. Bam, bam, bam. I'm yeah. killing them. Yeah. This is the uh, QEMC. What was the name of that album? Um, uh, Gangstomatic. Gangstomatic. Mm -hmm. With X1. With X1. Okay. Shout out to the, the homie X1. So by then, you're, you're, I'm sure your name is ringing out. Um, are you starting to see some paper too? Hell no. Nah. Well, my name wasn't ringing out. They kept, they, I don't know, my shit stayed buried. I don't know what happened, man, but the people in my neighborhood kind of knew about me, my name and shit, but they didn't know who the fuck I was. Yeah. So if you if you didn't know me, you didn't know. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. It was like I tell the story all the time. One time I'm sitting at B&J's getting some food or whatever, yeah. and motherfuckers over here having a full-blown conversation about me. Mm. And I'm sitting right here. It's right, all positive. Right. That's why I didn't have to say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm like, okay, mm, all right, good name in the street. That's cool. You did know you, what I'm did saying? Did you like it that way? Because yeah, a, a lot not, of producers, man. they like staying in the cut. I'm in the cut. Yeah. I don't need all that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But well, were you getting some paper too? A little bit. I was doing okay. Something. Just yeah. okay. But this is your full time hustle, pretty much. That's all I was doing. Yeah, yeah. And these records were all coming out under in a minute too, right? Um, either that or distributed. Distributed or or, or, or yeah. yeah. Were you dealing with them at all? Or? Yeah, I mean, shit. I had to sit in on the meetings and find out why we wasn't getting paid and how come this wasn't recouped and how come that wasn't recouped. And, yeah. Oh, we got to wait uh, 90 days. Okay. Oh, oh, it's a six-month grace thing. I mean, six-month period, and then a 90-day grace period before you... All the tricks of the trade, man. They yeah. used on us, man. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They used all that shit. And kind of come to find out, I'm kind of stepping ahead a little bit, at the end of the contract, we found out they didn't pay us a lot of money that got withheld for publishing. Right. They were supposed to pay a third-party person to hold the publishing money for us. You know, it was just some old industry shit. So he had to kick all that shit back to us, too, mm. which was cool at the end. But we was the only group that finished the contract within a minute. Everybody else left the album lingering. So that's another thing I was going to ask, too, because like in those days, not only are you figuring out how to make the music, but you got to learn publishing. You got to learn record labels. Yeah, you got to learn yeah. distribution. How was it, how were you navigating that stuff? As a producer, I didn't care about none of that shit. Yeah. It takes away from my creativity. If I got to right. stop and start filling out paperwork and doing all this other stuff, it took away from everything I wanted to do. Yeah. That's why I didn't... I mean, y'all knock it. Take care of that shit. Just bring it to me and let me sign. You know what I'm saying? That type of shit. But at the time, we wasn't... Gamed up enough. By the time we started getting into publishing shit, we halfway through our second album. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it was just weird, man. It was just hella weird. But we learned. Yeah. We learned the hard way. But that third album, we kicked ass yeah, financially. Yeah. Right. <laughs> totally insane. Okay. Yeah, we figured it all out. We finished the album in two weeks. That's what's up. And he gave us like 10000 that front, whatever. Woo, 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 From something. in a minute? Yeah. yeah. And we finished the album. We sat on the album for about another two months. Uh -huh. Like, oh, we need money for guitar player. We need money for this, for that, for that. So we milked the album for like $27,000, Right. And he had to cut us that. And the leftovers from that publishing shit he wasn't giving us. Mm, so so we, we left there all right. So you had pretty much figured out the game by then. Yeah. 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 And in between that, too, also, I mean, just trying to kind of keep it in order. We had Black Sea in, her, in here a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And he had mentioned that he started coming around to your lab um, around the time that first Totally Insane project was was being Uh worked on. How how did y'all link up together? Shit, through Budweiser. Uh Budweiser. Anything that came from Harbor Road to my studio was through Budweiser. Um, Black, man. Black, Black was, that was, that was special, man, to work with Black. I kind of liken it to like when um, Code 187 got to Dr. Dre type thing. Yeah. And, okay, you know how to make him. You know what you want, but you don't know how to really put it all together. Yeah. That's what I helped Black out with, putting it all together. He had all these dope-ass samples and ideas and just shit he couldn't finish on his shit because he probably didn't have enough sampling time or this, that, or other. I just showed him some trips, man. Put the, put the shit on 45. You know what I'm saying? Slow it down. And, yeah. And give it a, a a better sampling sound, too, when you do that type of shit. Just little shit like that. Just showing him how to cut the loops and make them samples work for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you kind of see, it sounds like you saw immediately that. All right, this dude's got something. Nah, man, he had it, shit. The, yeah. the day they walked in the studio, we started just talking and hanging out, and man, he's like, shit, let's make this music, man. That's shit, dope. you got, he came through with all them dope-ass samples, and like, shit, and tell a story about the Bammer weed, how we was cutting that up, like UDI and Cold World and all them was in the garage. This was before they was groups, though. Mm. They all in the garage, like, fuck y'all in there making, man. That shit sound crazy, like... Weird as fuck. Like, wait till we finish. You hear all them crazy ass horns and shit yeah. and all that different shit. I had, you had to slice that shit and cut it up and make it work. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he brought that sample to you yeah, and you helped after the dance. Yeah. And that was that the uh, was that the live version? I don't know what version that is. I um, think it's after the, the live dance version. got about it's a one record that got about five to eight different versions of the, of the song going. Yeah. I think I don't know if we took it off one version or we probably. Took it off, some off one, and flipped it over and got it off the... You know what I'm saying? That right. type of shit. Yeah, but, I think that's one thing that makes that song such a classic that, you know, you might not realize right away, but that, that sampling is really good on there. Uh-huh, and no, no, nobody else really touched that one in terms of hip-hop, I don't mm-hmm. think. Well, shit, Wiz, he just... Yeah, but that, that, that was I was basically sampling y'all. <laughs> right, right, right. Sampling. Like, oh, look at this Marvin Gaye. Right, it was like, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Hey, man, it was shit. Black brought that, man. Black yeah. came down with that. He had the little, little shit they got. Little had to pay out some money for all them samples and shit to get with the program and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All them little little shits in the back. That's all black, man. Black brought all that shit to the table. Everybody like, T, you did nah, nigga. That black shit. Right, right, black right. ideas. Right. I just brought them to life for them. Right. But that that first RBL album, uh, a lesson to be learned. Just celebrate the uh, 30th anniversary. Dope, man. You were Dope. mentioned in uh, this SF Gate article just came out. We were both mentioned in it, which yeah. I thought was really dope. I appreciated that. Yeah, me too, shit. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that one, I know when that one came out, like things were just going crazy. Man, okay. when the Huey MC came out, it was all lovely, right? Mm-hmm. Everything like, okay. Like, it was like calling me like, man, that should sound like a real record. It's a record. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then we came with the totally insane shit. But in between that, I had like Budweiser and some other stuff, Dollar Dollar Baby and um, Twine 800 MC. Just different cats from the neighborhood, little records coming out here and there, CTG um, and the Kugna stuff. But um, totally insane stuff came out. And that got my neighborhood buzzing. Like, yeah. That got HP buzzing. Motherfuckers going to the record store going crazy buying that shit. And I'm like, man, y'all think that's something. I'm like, wait till y'all hear this RBL shit, because these niggas actually got hooks. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Totally insane. We ain't had no hooks. These niggas just telling stories about the streets. And <laughs> ain't no hook on there. Man, that shit, once you totally insane shit took off, I was like, man, this RBL shit about to go. I already knew. Like, pff, this shit. The day that shit touched the street, and it was on. Yeah. It was on, like, shit. It was, them niggas was gone. That's Airplane flights immediately. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, type yeah, of yeah. shit. So like, you felt the difference. Uh, yeah, you definitely. Yeah. It went from them opening up for us for, to we opening up for them. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, them yeah. hooks, man. Well, w- would you say that all these groups were like, you know, feeding off each other too? Was it all mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, no, we was all friends. Everybody yeah. was hanging. The groups wasn't never the problem. With all the street shit that was going on and all that stuff, the right, groups was right, never right, the right, problem. Right, right. It was always like the entourage or, you know what I'm saying, some shit like that. But 
Because you got to remember, man, these dudes is from Palo Alto. Mm -hmm. They from Harbor. And then five from Oakdale, Cold World from Oakdale. Like, these is all... They was kind of beefing and shit at the time. So it was just just trying to navigate that shit. But that was never a problem for me. Because, like I say, the groups, the people that I'm actually dealing with, mm -hmm. it's cool. Everybody was cool. And you you um, connected them, too, because um, Al Capone to. and Mac-10 are on that RBL album. Yeah, yeah, man, shit, I had that. That's the, They're on the IMP album, too. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That, that's, that just, we was just all a family. We moved yeah. together, man, from... Um, it was like in a minute would present some shit. Like they'll do a show and get us on a showcase or something. But we would tell them, get the fuck out the way. Like we got this. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. you would get a showcase with fucking Andre Nicotine, Dre Dog at the time, um, Totally Insane, RBL, IMP. And then later with her. Because we all started rolling together, man. Yeah. Like, doing certain shit together. Like, new on, what was that? The fucking Gavin Convention. Right, and all right, that right. Shit back in the day. We just started kind of like rolling out together, man. Doing shit together. Um, so after RBL was was <clears throat> Dre Dog, like, kind of the next big project that you were producing? Kinda, man, just one day I got a call. I don't know. I think it was Tone. He was my manager at the time. I guess Jason needed some tracks for Dre Dog, Nick T. So I shit, I showed up to the studio with my with my SP twelve hundred with some beats on it. Kind of knew Dre a little bit, not really though. You know what I'm saying? I was, okay, what's up, bro? You know, what, man, what you got? Started playing beats for me. He just starts that one, that one, that one. Smoke dope and rap came out of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a couple other little things. You know, yeah. <laughs> just just. Went over to the studio at Mark Fives, I believe, dude. Name was over there off of Polk Street. I think that's where Dre was recording at. Yeah, we just went over there and knocked out some songs, man. That's dope. I mean, Got my money and left. <laughs> 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 it seems like it's really that. It was really that simple back then. You was yeah. just on, on on your grind. Yeah, just just mainly us all in the blur, man. I was drinking a lot. Yeah. yeah. Young and wild, man. I was just drinking my ass off fucking with bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can, young and wild, man. I can tell by some of those interludes. Right, exactly. <laughs> what, what, what was your what was your drink of choice back then? Um, nah, we was on that eight ball and shit back then. Oh man. So Drado Partner Mont was working for fucking Saint Eyes. He would pull up in front, he'd drop, make us drop at the liquor store up the street, then he'd pull up in front of my spot. I mean, 15, 10 cases of that shit. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Damn. yeah. You know the Dr. Dre video when they open up the door? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had that going on back then. Hey, you were making a lot of those beats while you were in that, nah, that man, state, too. Huh? Definitely, man. Yeah. We were just having fun, man. Like I say, we was kids having fun, man. And that's what you're supposed to do when you're young. You get all that shit done while you're young. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. that, man. That, that shit, man. That was like the most fun I've ever had in my life. That's why people trying to party and do shit now. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> and I'm good. That, yeah, yeah. I've done enough for already. <laughs> Man, and that's crazy. And it's almost like you got this um, golden touch because all these artists you're working with are, are doing some pretty big things. Yeah, man. And the minutes booming. Um, was, man, like I say, it was kids having fun. We were yeah. on the road, going to different states and cities. Shit, some people was going to different countries and shit. You know what I'm saying? Just doing things, man. We was just having fun, man. Making good music and having fun. I, I noticed, and I, I asked Black C about this too, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, a lot of those first, like, debut albums by everybody we just named, Dre Dog, IMP, RBL, Totally Insane, they're, like, entirely sample-based, mm -hmm. pretty much. Mm -hmm. Those same artists, their second albums... Are almost all keyboard synthesizers. Right. Uh, what what what's your explanation for that? Didn't want to clear the samples. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you replay it, you just gotta talk to the publisher and not the record company. Yeah. So the money ain't as harsh coming out your pocket. So it was basically um sample clearance thing, and it was hard to clear samples back then. Yeah. Not as easy as it is now. How did you feel about that, though? I mean, it didn't... I mean, it kind of made me step my game up. But like I said, I came from a musical family. So yeah. 
I needed a bass player, I went and found one. I need a guitar player, I went and found one. That's why 11.5 sounded how they sounded yeah. when it first came out. Yeah, yeah. So Chris and them went full-blown synthesizers and shit on me <laughs> on their second album, and it was dope as fuck. Um, Selsky put them hold of that. Selsky got on um, on that trip with the whistles and the all that shit. Selsky was on that stuff real tough. And him and Black and them was hanging real tough when they was working on that album. Yeah. Selsky, um, I'm not going to give him all the credit, but him and Black and the Enhancer, they put it all together, man, real tough. They did that. That's another person I was going to ask about, because that's another <laughs> producer that you're closely affiliated with. Mm -hmm. Some people, I don't know if you know this, but some people think you <laughs> are the Enhancer. TC, the Enhancer. Yeah. No, it's TC and <laughs> the Enhancer. <laughs> uh, how, did, how did he start coming around? Um, the enhancer, how do we start going? Oh, um, ADR LeVay and them, the Polynesian Posse, I think, was going to a studio. After we closed Bankroll, they started going over there. I don't know how they found him or whatever, and he put us on to that. So I think, we, what was the first project? I think it was a Cold World? I think it was a Cold World Hustlers album. That was the last album I really used a bunch of samples on. Like, yeah. I think we started going up there after that because I was looking for a new spot. Um, cause I was in transition, moving and doing all kind of stuff. But um, ADR put us on with that, and I think I went up there with Cole Hustlers and started recording there. And then he, everybody else started coming after that. So he stayed right there by my house, like off a of third, up on top of third, whatever. Do y'all have a y'all were making beats together as well? Not at the time. I was just doing mine myself, and then he's like. He played keys, so then we started right. incorporating him in the keys and stuff. Like on um, Cold Hustlers, niggas took the last song on the album. Teddy Tay came with a sample loop of a piano piece, and Enhancer had all the other stuff on top of it. Got it, stuff. got it. Yeah. But y'all had a good chemistry together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. We had a nice run. Yeah. And so by now, there's some of these other groups you mentioned, 11-5. Cold World Hustlers, they're starting to come in the mix. Is it the same process? People just hitting you up like No, no, now I'm arrogant right now. Now mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in my shit. I'm in my bag, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm, you can't tell me shit about no music. You can't tell me nothing about no production, all right? So I, I can make anybody fan. Mm, fuck that. This is okay. I, so Isik, Vic, and Fool, so say Rail. I don't know why they started rapping, but one day they went to somebody's studio somewhere down the highway and they came back to us with a song and they planted it and the song was too fucking happy. <laughs> like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? They're like, oh man, we rapping now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, whatever. All right, let's, let's calm this shit down some <laughs> and let's get in here and make this record, man. So we just, um, they had their financial people or whatever. So we went up there, man, started going to the enhancers. I had a bunch of loops and samples on my SP-12, man, just 1,200. Just went in there, tra tracked all that shit out. They just started making songs, shit. That's how that went with Cold World, shit. 11.5 um, came about. Cold World had their group, Vic, Rail, and he's sick. And then they had this thing called the Cold World Click, which was Tay to Tay and Mano. So it was explained to them by the people who put up the money. Like, oh, y'all ain't part of the group. Y'all like on the outside looking in. So that stuck with them. It hurt their feelings. Rail from Cold World had a female group. I forgot what they was called. But he had one dude in it. And it was Hennessy. I was like... And then the nigga started I said, nigga, is that your voice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So about a couple more months or weeks or whatever went by. And one more thing that happened, I guess when the shit was getting, money was getting, I don't know what happened. Tay and Mano was like, man, we ain't really in this group. They can't, it, it, it hit them solidly. Like, I was like, well, fuck it. Won't y'all snatch this nigga? Hmm. Hennessy and Rail had passed away from Cold World. He had passed away. So it was E-Sick and 
they didn't want to put them in the group still. You know what I'm saying? It was like, all right, this is kind of. <laughs> so we just got them three together, man, and shit. Went to the studio. Upon the um, MC Irie from Twine 800, MC Irie, an earlier group I talked about. He had a studio. We went over there and made a few songs, little pre-production songs that came out cool, which one of them ended up being Killer Ho. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we two got something. So, shit. Let me take these niggas for a test drive. <laughs> the Muslims was throwing um, concerts all over the place. Right. They didn't want to lay view. Right, right. They didn't want to keys are. I threw them on the stage. Cold War Hustlers did they set. And then I was like, wait a minute, we got one more song. I threw Tay and them on there. They did Straight Murderism. Went over pretty well. Okay, cool. Get to the Lakeview one. Yeah. <laughs> we get to the Lakeview one, all hell breaking loose. It's cracking. I'm like, oh, shit, this shit is supposed to be wild. So Cold World do they set. I said, hey, one more song. Garcia Vegas. Mm. We did Vegas that day. Got a great response. Like, all right, these dudes got it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So we did that. Herm had the compilation. Um, still trying to survive the part two. Mm-hmm. So I put them dudes on um, the four, the one, the five, the code, the world, the click. You know, that was UDI and 11.5 first. Kind of like in action, getting that together or whatever. Dog Day heard that. John right, Chris right, was right. breaking away from in a minute. They heard that. But even before that, I had D-Nut album, Scoop, from... From the Hoodstars? Hoodstars. Yeah. Had a solo album on him, so fucking dope. We would have changed the motherfucking game if that would have came out. Mm-hmm. Manny Black went to jail. He was the financer of that album. So he... <laughs> Um, stopped the album from coming out on Dog Day. They were starting early little promotion on the lookout for the D-Nut and blah, 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 all this shit. That album was dope as fuck. Never came out. Um, so after that fell through, they was looking for something else. They was, TC, you got to bring us something. So brought them in 11.5 to Dog Day. That shit took off immediately. Yeah. Everywhere but Frisco. Everywhere but Frisco. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere before. Why, why do you think that is? I don't know. Huh. But it was from Oakdale, the most hated turf mm. at that time in Frisco. Shit. So that probably was the reason. Yeah. But um, we immediately taking flights. Seattle, Portland, Colorado. You know, we're going to all these different places. We get back home. Now we popping. Filmo started paying us first. Then everybody else kind of fell in place. It was cool after that. Oakland loved them immediately because of the name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was it the turf shit or whatever? But eleven five shit started flying, man. After that, we just, like I say, couldn't tell me shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got the you got the golden touch at that point, that, yeah. and that that's another group that you pretty much quarterback yeah. just pre- produced the whole first record, right? Definitely, it was definitely hands on with eleven five, man. Yeah, Them dudes is dope though, man. Mano had a lot of good ideas. Yeah. As far as samples and so he actually co-produced the song on 11.5 third. I mean, on Tony Saint third album. Oh, really? He okay. had the, what was it? Don't make me put that gaze in your grill. Done deal. Name the song, Done Deal. Main on yeah, when I, when I listen to 11.5, I hear a lot of, like, soul influences, especially from Mano, some of those hooks he flipped. Like, yeah. I don't think people even realize that Garcia Vegas is is a takeoff of um, the time. The time. Yeah. And there's a lot of other... Um, like just like I I, heard, I was listening to one of their songs. It's like they kind of flip the melody from Slave mm-hmm. just a little bit and like mm-hmm. just just mixing and blending and taking the ideas from other people and making your own twist on it yeah. and doing stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. That was eleven five. Yeah, but it's, it's, re- it's really 11-5. unique, and I think it really it really worked for them. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like I said, man, just you're just killing shit, basically. Uh-huh. Up to that point, <laughs> around that time, can't tell me shit. And, and and the records are moving. Mm-hmm. The 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 shows are flying all the over the place. Going everywhere, getting money, a little bit here and there. We was doing all right, man. We was cool. Do, do, is there a time in your memory where that where things kind of plateaued and maybe started moving backwards a little bit, or um, 
I can honestly say what I from what I remember is 11.5 A1 Yola album and Hitman album. Yeah. Kind of being out, I think, around the same time, if I'm not mistaken. And I just seen a change coming. Like, like yeah, it's shit getting different now. Like, I don't know what it was. I just had a feeling like, so I kind of took a step back. And other cats was trying to step to the front front, and they was being real nasty about it. <laughs> like, I'm like, man, y'all want this shit. Y'all can have it. Hmm. I didn't had a nice seven, eight year run. You mean like trying to compete with you in terms of producing and the groups. Oh, the groups. They come in for the groups. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Okay. They come in for eleven five. They come in for Cold World. They come in for you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like well, Like business in or Yeah, business wise and just other producers trying to work their way in and do the, you know, thinking they anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, that kind of, I kind of stepped back. So I don't know if that was 97, 98, somewhere in there. I just took a step back. Man. Like, yo, I'm not for sorry to get by this with y'all. You so know are you saying? saying that San Francisco hip-hop started declining because you took a step back? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm, I might say it. I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm not on to something I can't here. say that because the hyphy movement started coming. Yeah, it was something yeah, else yeah, different yeah, coming, yeah, and yeah. I knew it. Just something different. Something just different was coming. Times. It changed yeah, times, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It was getting younger, and shit, I, we was tired, man. Mm. I was, shit, I know I was. Well, that's a lot of work, man. man. So, and that's a lot of forties. Lot of yeah, a lot so, of forties, a lot of heavy lifting too, yeah, man. Like, it must have been taking a toll. A lot of babysitting, a lot of holding hands. And, yeah. Come on, man. Come on. We gotta go here. We gotta go. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm like, man, I'm tired, man. And, Fellas, oh, man, you, nah, man, we ain't on that page right now. Like, let's, let's, they, they kept going, though. They kept on doing what they was doing. And did, 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 around this time, too, were you, were, were you, uh, or were people from outside of the Bay artists, like, tapping in with you or showing interest? Or they what? ain't showing me no love, man. Huh. Nobody showing me no love like that. We'll go to other cities. They know me and they get cool, but yeah. ain't nobody trying to tap in and get no tracks and no shit like that. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, the shit, the only one cats that really tapped in was like 5150. Right. Killer Tay and them out of Fresno. You know, that, that was kind of like pretty much it. They wasn't nobody. They wasn't really tapping in with me, but we like, I didn't really care at the time because me and my own, me and my friends was... Yeah. <laughs> he was doing it. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't give a shit. Well, you ended up working with Tresh from Naughty by Nature. Uh-huh. How did, how did that come together? Uh, my, my my good buddy Danye hooked that up. Um, I don't know how he know Tresh. He, he had all kinds of stories and this, that, and other, whatever. But um, Naughty by Nature was out here. I don't know what year that was. It was about 10 years ago. He came out here. And he hit me early in the morning. My partner Tamakio, Danye is Tamakio's cousin. Mm-hmm. Tamakio was one of my art. Uh, he used to work out my studio. So I guess he brought Danye through one day and we were chopping there or whatever. So Danye was like, he hit me early in the morning, like eight, nine in the morning. Yeah, I got a trench and was out here, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. They on a KML right now. Yeah. So I, you know, turned the station on, listening. Yeah, we're going to come by your house. I'm like, nigga, it's about 8, 9 in the morning. Goddamn. And it was on the early show back then. They had the early shit popping. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, shit, showing up about an hour later. Tretch, Danye, and some other OG cat pull up. Come by the house, hang out for a while. Chopping it up, getting to meet each other, shit, know each other. And um, they did a song. Danye had a track he was working on. So we let him do that. I'm like, nigga, how long you gonna be here? He's like, man, I'll be here for a few days. He's like, shit, nigga, this is headquarters right here. That was it. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. So they had to show the next day at Yoshi's. So he came back that next morning. Um, Fote came through. Um, a couple other cats came through, bought verses from him or whatever. Real cool. He wasn't overcharging niggas, wasn't busting niggas over the head. And um, shit, before he left, he was like, man, get everybody name, put them on a piece of paper, give it to me. Y'all come to the show. It's free. It's good. Tight. 30 motherfuckers come through. 
Cool. Hang it out. He pull everybody up on stage with him, all the shit. Like, you know, it was a good day. Like, shit for the neighborhood. So, ever since then, man, man, dude, been cool, man. Shit, shit I just left him another day. That's <laughs> we what's were, up. Um, it was up in uh, Thunder Valley. That's what's up. Just up there That's what's Saturday. up, man. That's what's up. I got shit. I didn't get to really get with him, but he left passes and hella tickets. Gave a nigga shout out to all the stage and shit. Normally, before COVID and shit, they let us get up there on stage with no problem because we did Thunder Valley with him before. Right. I had 20, 30 motherfuckers and we all up there on stage when doing the whole show, but this time they kind of like did a little different, but it was cool though. It was still cool. That's what's up. Yeah. Shout out to Tretch. Yeah, that's the homie, by nature. Man. Shit, it's my guy. So you mentioned uh, like the hyphy movement earlier. I mean, you've seen all the ups and downs, the changes. Now we're in 2022. Mm-hmm. It's a whole new ball game. Uh, what what are your thoughts on on today's climate of music in the Bay Area? Um, I don't know, man. I'm an old school DJ, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, you're still good playing the Whispers. And, I'm still playing and the Commodores and the Commodores, all that shit. Yeah. I'll be at the jazz room, man. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's DJ, right. Go check man. them out. <laughs> um, but I mean, some of the new shit is cool. Depends. I just I like rappers, people that can really rap. So yeah. it was a guy Simba and mm-hmm. all these other little cats like that. I like people that can rap. That offbeat shit from I guess it's from Chicago or whatever. I can't get into it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know what you mean. I cannot get into it. All that Detroit. Detroit. There oh, you yeah. go. Okay, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Detroit. My bad. I can't get into it though. I just can't. Is I like the dude. Uh, who was that? DFB, Pac-Man, whatever the fat do. Yeah, I love him. He's funny. That's why. He's funny. Right, right. But all the other cast men is like, and then when cats from out here be rapping like that, it's like, yeah. what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, so like, you're, you're not really tripping off off what's going on out there right now. And that shit no attention. My nephew, Young Lot, uh-huh. just dropped the video. He's getting a lot of love for him. Love that dude. Yeah, shout out to Young Lot. Uh-huh. That's, that's my nephew, man. Shit like cats like that, I fuck with. You know what I'm saying? But um, that new shit is like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just the old dude. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, when you look back on things, like, is there anything that that you would do differently? Mm-hmm. I, would, I had one person assigned to take care of all my paperwork. Like an agent, or, mm, yeah, somebody, manager. somebody yeah. having my back as far as that shit go. Like if I'm sitting there making a beat, this motherfucker sitting there writing down what sample it is, boom, the time. Let's go put this into publishing. You know what I'm saying? Right. I would have had that. That's the only thing I changed. Other than that, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? What's what's some um, what's some advice you would give to uh, a producer out there who, who's trying to do his th- And actually, that's another thing. Are there any producers that are catching your eye right now or catching your ear? I ain't been paying attention. Okay, okay. I really haven't been paying attention. What do you think What uh, do you think are, are some... T- Huggies boy, Bryce. I like Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think are some tips for success for, for a producer? Man, just make good music, man. Have some fun. Yeah. Shit. Everybody angry and shooting up shit and... Have yeah, some fun, man. Fuck with some girls and yeah, yeah, <laughs> blow yeah. your money. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy life, man. Shit. Damn, motherfuckers all stiff and ah, man, everything is too, too stiff, man. Enjoy your life, man. Get out there and have some fun, youngsters. Shit. I agree. Blow that money, shit. Put some away for a rainy day, but blow that shit. <laughs> have some fun. Yeah, enjoy it. Shit, enjoy I it did. Shit. It, yeah. I'm still okay. I'm good. Yeah, I'm yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's shit. right. That's right. Is there anything like left that you feel like you still want to accomplish that you haven't got? No, to I've yet? accomplished everything I wanted to Damn, accomplish. The only good. thing I don't have is my plaques from Master P. I need my plaques. Oh, for which for, <laughs> um, West Coast, West Coast Bad Boy Bad One Boy. and Two. Yeah, I need my plaques. So I'm um, address that issue. I got somebody helping me out with that already. She already located and what I got to do to get them. But that's the only thing I got. I just heard um, 11.5, Garcia Vegas just like did 2 million streams or something crazy. I don't know. I don't know if they're giving plaques for that shit now. I don't they know are. how that works. Yeah. I need yeah, my are. plaques. Yeah. I just need all my awards now. Yeah. I'm good, though, baby. Yeah, yeah. That was, a, that was a boss answer. Is there anything left you have? No. No. I did everything already. Did everything. I'm... Man, people be coming at me. Man, we need to put Frisco on. I did that already. Yeah. We need to do that. I done that already. Yeah. We need to, I've done that already. Yeah, man, the resume speaks for itself. 
Uh, I mean, shit, I have to be tooting a horn. Oh, what kind of bitch? I didn't done that already. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've done all to, that I already. It's that. like, come can, on, man. <laughs> I can relate to that. Shit, everything but up being a millionaire. But like I say, shit, as much money as I blew, I don't know. Shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who cares, man? It's like I say, life is good, man. Yeah, shit. I mean, after a while, certain shit don't impress you the same nah, way. Man. Once you've been there, done that, and, and you've definitely put your time in. It's pretty inspiring. It's pretty cool, man. I mean... I think a lot of people are looking for like fortune and fame and nowadays especially clout. Yeah. People are concerned more with clout than actually getting a bag or having a career or having a success. But I think you're a good example of that. You can play the background and, yeah, and do man, your own just thing. Like just like a yourself. Man, just be on under and enjoy life. Yeah. Shit. Life is good. Yeah. <laughs> I got two beautiful daughters. I got two beautiful grandsons, you know what I'm saying? I live in Frisco still. Yeah, that's a blessing. Car, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it don't take much, man. I'm a simple dude. Ooh, I'm dropping my bottle. It's all good. Are you still making beats? If I feel like it. Yeah. I, it, okay, ask me another question about that. Say again. Are you still making beats? When I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely uh, when I feel like it. I do everything when I feel like it. I feel like I'm Somebody talking. be like, you going to engineer? Um, I feel like it this week. Come back. Hit, hit me up next Hit week. me in the day too. If I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm I'm talking to like uh NBA Hall of Famer who just wants to play <laughs> golf and like exactly. smoke. It's like Michael Jordan. He just wants exactly. to drink whiskey and like on, smoke man. cigars and like fuck white man. women now. Like that's the type of time you're on. That's me and my boy Hugs. <laughs> his main argument. His main argument. He don't make no voice for nobody but this lad. <laughs> like, well, guys, I've been working with yeah. them dudes for 20 years. Would it's you? Like, would you? Would on, you want to like mentor do up and coming? Um, no, no, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is out the way, man. You heard it here uh, first. On, this, is, this is real history. He I've is never out been the way. that guy, man. Come on, man. Y'all see, I'm smiling. I'm having a good time. My life is. Good. Yeah. I helped certain cast um, Like we Huggy was messing with the little nephew Jay, good little cousin named Jago for a minute. We was trying to get him going, but fire wasn't in his belly. For sure. That shit. Do you think there's too many rappers nowadays? Way too many. Yeah. That's why I'm just like, it's kind of pick out what's what's good and what's bad. I mean, I be in the club DJing. I don't know what the hell to play no more. Sometimes when it comes to that new shit. Yeah. Like you play one thing, they come down play. The other one, you know, it's like, I, you know what, I'm done. <laughs> like, I can't figure it out, man. Yeah, I mean, do you think that was something that helped make, make it successful when you first started out? It was like the fact that you were just out, period, pushing that line mm -hmm. that got people's attention, right? Yeah. But now, like, you could literally go to the deli counter at Safeway and the dude making your sandwich might hand you a CD or something like that. Or, yeah. or, or tell you to follow him on follow Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, that's that's... That's that's just a part of it now, man. Shoot, um, everybody, literally, everybody I know knows somebody that's rapping or yeah. If they ain't rapping, shit, yeah. And that fifty year old cat, I, mean, I got a song, got it. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm like, come on, man, that's, shit. That's, what are we doing here? Facts, <laughs> like, come on, man. It's a young man's game, man. Let him enjoy it, shit. Yeah, I mean, you kind of mentioned this earlier. Like, when I hear people talk about, like, we got to bring the city together and we got to do this and somebody's got to stay. I'm like, there's, like, 100, <laughs> 200, 300, 400 rappers from San Francisco alone. Right. I, I, I don't know them all. Some of them are very successful and I still don't even know oh. what they're doing. And I'm someone who's tapped in and I'm trying to find out about all this stuff and I still can't keep it's up. It's too much. Yeah. It's way too much. And... As far as bringing the city together, man, they've been trying to bring the city to... You know how many meetings I was involved oh, with? Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Phone conferences and... Yeah, we about to do this. We about to do this and <laughs> yeah, I've been there, too. I'm not going to lie. Man, <laughs> we about to do this. Shout out, too, man. My, my guy, Selassie, man. Okay, my guy, yeah, Selassie, yeah. man. <laughs> He be try, he try and try, and every time I hate to be his down, it's a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah. niggas ain't coming together, brother. Yeah. He, man, T, it got to, no, brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not going to happen, man, no matter how hard we try. Well, I think uh, you've shared some game here today, and I think what I'm going to take away from this and what I hope other people take away from this is what we said earlier, man. Just do your thing. Make music that you like to make. Mm -hmm. 
you know, get your business straight. Yeah, if you definitely. Don't do it. Get your business straight. But just have fun, enjoy life, be yourself, and uh, when it's all said and done, you'll have your time, and then you get to enjoy whatever you want to do. Get to kick back and DJ and shit like me. And be like TC. <laughs> and they pay you good for it, too, That's shit. That's what's up, man. Hey, though, man, enjoy your moments, man. Enjoy yeah. your moments, because the shit don't last forever. Yeah. Enjoy your moments, man. Um, and, and look at getting to other areas. Don't just stay here with it. You got to do other shit with it. Yeah. No matter what it is. Um, definitely that, though, man. Just enjoy the time you got the ball. Yeah, because that would, that, that would be a bad look if if TC was out there like, hey, I, I got these beats. He wants want some beats. Come, on, Come man. on, man. I need to sell I some beats. I need y'all to buy these beats. <laughs> man. Nah, man, we ain't nah, doing yeah, that, man. Yeah, you got to yeah, create yeah. other lanes for yourself, streams of income, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. All that stuff that I, I really don't like when it comes to music, but... Gotta have your business together, man. Yeah, man. Gotta have your music. It's just, it's just too easy to steal from you. Yeah. For real. I mean, I got songs that's on albums that I didn't know. They took them off other albums and created an album for themselves. Now right. I got to try to figure out how to collect money from that. It's like, man, it's just so much shit. And that's because my paperwork is sloppy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, we straightening it out now. We getting it together, you know what I'm saying? That third of a penny they getting off the stream. I want a pen. I, 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 I want a third. Yeah. That third. Yeah, yeah. Adds up. <laughs> yeah. Adds right, up right, right. So I'm working on getting my little pennies from that shit now. And some of it's coming together, you know what I'm saying? They got different platforms, song trust and yeah. all these other areas you can go, man, and they'll help you out and People will fight you about it. I'm getting... That's a whole nother story. Yeah. Some people fight me about it like I didn't make those beats. And y'all know goddamn well I made them tracks. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, so right. it's like, come on, man. And you got a documentary in the works, too? Yeah, my my boy. And they're putting it together, man. He gonna make it happen. Cool. He know I don't give a shit. So yeah. I'm, I ain't gonna do yeah, nothing yeah, but tell yeah. the stories and help him find the people. But he gonna make it happen. Well, it's you a know. hell of a story, man. And hey, uh, I appreciate you coming through here. On a last minute tip too, oh, man, and uh, like you've been you've been featured on the, on my history of the bass series quite hey, a bit. So and I want to thank like, you for that because oh, like it's my pleasure. It was, it was like a couple of weeks there. Every time you mentioned the group, and it was produced by TC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, my guy is yeah, on it. Off top, off top, <laughs> off top. Now you got not even the whole story, but a lot of the story a lot here. Of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of groups and other things that uh, we'll have you back on another time in the future. Right. Talk some more shit. Drink some more drink. Oh, oh, oh. And I'm sorry, man. Fun. I got a uh, AMK. Y'all pick up her EP or whatever she got out. I forgot. It's my niece, Kugna daughter, man. Shout out. Uh-huh. That's, that's the, the girl. The girl been working, man. It's me and her. love. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. It's all love, yeah, yeah, the girl man. been working, man. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's all love. Frisco Unity hey, is hey, Dreg's hey, one. Baby, baby girl's been through a lot, man. She's hey, pushing man. through, man. Y'all y'all pray for her. Just help her out. You know what I'm saying? Salute. Real talk. Salute. Love rest, her. rest in peace, Kugna. Rest mm-hmm. in peace, all the lost ones. It's Dregs One. It's been this has been an excellent episode of History Debate Podcast. Thank you to TC. Yes, sir. And um, we out, man. See y'all next week. Thanks to the whole team. Appreciate you. One love. Man.